0: This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. You're listening now to the Honest to God series with Anne Gale Rose and Ahanu.
1: everybody we're coming to you just outside little rock arkansas today and it's another beautiful day we're actually en route to san diego california we got a long way to go ahana all right but it's been an enjoyable trip so far we spent yesterday in um tennessee actually stopping at the grand old opry now i have to tell you that's been a dream of mine to always stop and actually see a show at the grand old opry we didn't get to see a show but we did have fun there how you want to tell the people about it
0: yes absolutely we had an absolute blast in that grand old opry and we heard an interesting story about elvis actually he only played one time at the grand old opry in nashville and he turned up as a truck driver his early days of singing on the road and the stage manager actually said to him, stick to your truck driving. <laughs> now, it's something we want to talk about today is that whole business of not giving up. But we'll come back to that in a few minutes. We have a few little announcements to make. And the first one, of course, is, as usual, about Angel Rose's A Time of Change book. Now, why that's important is because a lot of what Angel Rose has talked about in her book A Time of Change is actually going on right now we've seen that great storm Sandy just wreak havoc on the East Coast and the thing also we want to bring to light about all of that is that sheer determination of the people of New York and the surrounding states of course who have been devastated by this storm but their determination not to give up and that's the subject of our discussions here today so do get hold of that book a time of change you get it at a time of change Dot info. That's all one word, at timeofchange.info. Of course, you can also get it on Amazon. And for those of you who have bought it, we'd really appreciate it if you go online to Amazon and just enter your reviews there. Because reviews are the lifeblood of any book on Amazon. So we'd really, really appreciate that. And also, Angel Rose is busy, busy beavering away, even though we're on the road on a 2,400-mile trip across the country. She's still beavering away on the next book the nature of reality. Do so I have a word with our listeners about that?
1: I will, Ahana, but first, I have to go back to the opera, and you just skipped right over that, okay? Now, Ahana, you didn't tell them how we had our picture taken on stage at the opera, so someday you'll post that up there, I'm sure. But there you were playing banjo, and there was I playing my guitar, how to a huge audience of thousands. <laughs> Spotlights were on us, which of course didn't help my cataract vision, okay? But there we were, and we, the applause was just unreal, huh? wasn't it?
0: I understand that the record of sending ovations was something like eight, and we came so close to that anger rose, it was absolute blast. We're still reeling from the energy of it all. Now, what did he say had eight? Do you remember? I can't one particular artist ahead of us that had eight standing ovations but that's the nature of reality watch out for that book the nature of reality is changing fast and another thing we want to announce before we go into our program proper is this demand that's out there from people no matter where we go including nashville tennessee and memphis tennessee for People to reconnect with their roots, and everywhere we go, people say to us, oh, we want to go to Ireland, it's been a dream of ours, and my grandmother was Irish, and so on, and so on, and so on, and so on. Well, this is your opportunity. We're putting together a riveting program for 2013. Yes, we will be here. Yes, we all will be here. We hope. <laughs> Indeed, such is the state of flux of the nature of reality. But we plan on a riveting program for 2013 visit to Ireland visiting the mystical Ireland mystical and sacred sites tour of Ireland 2013 probably around around May time next year things still have to solidify for us we're putting together the final touches and so on with our pilgrimage guide Kevin O'Kelly who we had on the show here if anybody wants to go back through the archives and listen to Kevin speaking about Ireland we had him on last St. Patrick's Day and just search through the archives either on blog talk radio or go to angelrose.com forward slash podcasts and just scroll down through all the different programs we've done. Look for Kevin O'Kelly on St. Patrick's Day and it's absolutely wonderful. You'll get an idea of what's in store for you on our mystical and sacred sites tour of Ireland 2013. You'll also find more information about it uh, right now but also as we go to put the whole itinerary together on mystical Ireland. That's all one word, mystical Ireland dot holistic. Dot I-E.
1: Yes, and he's hope you can join us on that. We hope that the sacred sites are still there, huh? You never know. Seems like things are heating up just recently. So they'll be heating up for us too as we move further west. But we did want to talk to people today about the hurricane that just happened in New York and other areas, New Jersey and such. And um the whole art of survival when tragedies happen or earth changes happen and if anybody denies or thinks that we're not in earth changes right now i hope they don't think that any longer right Ahano.
0: absolutely we are in the thick of earth changes there's no doubt about it anybody needs to just look out the door Look out the window, and you will realize the extent of earth changes that we're in. And another weather system coming in from the east, but it's not going to affect us because we're racing west. Go west, young man, is the advice we've been following. And we have come through, as Angelo Rose just mentioned, Nashville, Tennessee, and Memphis, Tennessee, the home of the king. And now we've crossed the border into Little Rock, Arizona, from where we're speaking to you. Arkansas I'm sorry Little Rock Arkansas from where we're speaking to you today well I told you the story about Elvis uh, where the stage manager told him to stick to his truck driving and what a mistake that was well we've also heard all through the years the various stories of the survivors of the pioneers who went west and built built their their families and their lives and Colonel Saunders of course from Kentucky was rebutted countless times with his recipe they told him go away we don't want it it's no use it won't work uh, come back another time I think he counted hundreds and hundreds of rebuttals until finally his recipe for Kentucky Fried Chicken was accepted but that's an example of the sheer determination to continue and of course we all know the story of Walt Disney when he set up his first Disney World Disneyland he also went to various bankers and financiers and asked them to fund his program for entertaining children and they said it won't work, you're crazy it's a, it's a loser, it's a no no, go away and he went from Billy to Jack and until finally his determination was incessant and he finally met somebody who financed him and now we have the legacy of the wonder of all our childhoods the walt disney disney world so that's an example of not giving up now so not to bring a negative spin to it really we have heard about the growing numbers of suicides in various around the world and we want to give that message of encouragement we want to give that message of Keep going. Don't give up now. We are at a huge time of change, as we mentioned, and this is the time now to recognize the indomitable spirit of the human being, our spirit that says there is more to this. There is a reason for going on. There is a beauty. There is a rainbow at the end, and keep going, keep going, keep going.
1: Yes, and I want to share just a little bit with our listeners about what happens when the power goes out because I did spend some time living in New Mexico, out in the middle of the desert, off the power grids entirely. This meant no electricity and no plumbing, um, no heat source except for a wood-burning stove. And um, it was quite an adventure. And I, I went out there, particularly, to have that experience, to see what it was like. I always wanted to know what it was like. so. You know, the thing is, what what it did for me was make me think differently. Um, I was very had very little money. I actually had only $25 a week to spend on groceries for two people. And coolers. There was no refrigeration, so I had coolers that um, I kept ice in. And in the summertime, you'd go through a couple bags of ice a day uh, because it was so hot. Okay, but anyway... I wanted to share that experience because um, we went to the bathroom in a bucket, one of those big, tall plastic buckets that people use to carry cement in and things like that. That's what we had. I mean, we did have a little toilet seat that we put on top of it just to make it more comfortable. But um, we would put a little bit of water in the bottom, even though it's not necessary, and we'd Go to the bathroom, and uh, we'd empty it out. Of course, the advantage that we did have back then, Ahana, was we had um, a, a bit of an outhouse or a type of a hole that you could you could pour the the uh, sewage into. Okay, so we got used to living like that, and that taught me um, really how much water we waste every day. It taught me that you need very little, especially in your toilet bowl. Okay, to to go to the bathroom. Um, you know, if you keep a lid on it or something, you know, it keeps the odor down. You put a little water in it with even a little squirt of disinfectant or a little squirt of uh, soap suds. It'll keep the odor down. So that, that turned out to be a real lesson in conservation of water. You know, I mentioned only having $25 a week to buy food. So when I did go to the shop, I thought very differently about it. You know, I I thought, what what can I make, you know, for, for us to last the whole entire week? And I didn't buy junk either. But you know, I bought really good food. I changed my way of thinking entirely. And I really learned um, how little you really need to eat. You know, we eat way too much more at every meal than we actually have to have. So I chose good things. I chose healthy things. I would buy things that didn't need refrigeration, such as melons. Or um different fruits, things like that that didn't have to be put in a fridge um, so so that was that was an experience and our water um, our water came from a community well, so we were lucky in that sense too we We didn't have to have power to to get water, but what we did have to do is go fill huge, huge uh, tanks of water in our little trailer and haul it back to the property. And it was hooked into the house just by, you know, a little pipe. And we took showers where we hung an 18-gallon water tank up high, out in the sun, exposed to the sun. And when we went to take a shower, we had a hose that we just siphoned, opened it up, siphoned water directly from the tank over our bodies, okay? And the heat was what warmed up our water. And it was actually beautiful. We actually took showers outside. You know, we lived in a remote area, but, um, with pure, you know, water just heated from the sun. We didn't have any solar panels or anything like that. And in the winter, when it was too cold for the water to heat up, we took ice cold showers. Okay. But he even got used to that too, in a way. And, um, so my point is, is, is you can adjust to anything and you can live. Really simply, like we actually had a little 17-foot round cabin and I just decorated it as nice as I could, you know, for where we were. And um, and it was quiet, you know, it was really quiet. It was living simply without electricity. And I think people need to know that actually electricity um, bombards you constantly. And there are some people we know that actually turn off their whole entire electric panel at night when they go to bed. They do it purposely just to give themselves better sleep, to give themselves a break from the electrical currents, going through the house all the time. And so when I lived out in the desert, I had no power like that. We had a generator, which we used um, maybe if we wanted to watch a movie. You know, we didn't, we didn't use it really for light. We had oil lamps and things like that. There's so many other ways. The point is there's so many other ways to live that are not from natural conveniences and it really does get you to think differently in terms of how to create solutions with very simple things, uh, very innovative ways to hook up things, to, to put pipes together, to, what can you use for this, what can you use for that. So, you know, it really taught me so much about living simply and living in quiet and actually... Um, I found when I left New Mexico that I was actually a lot stronger as a person than I was when I got there, even though I did have a kind of a bittersweet relationship with the place, you know. There were times when I would love it. You'd watch the sunsets, which were exquisite, and times when I hated it because it was so desolate. But um, it goes along with your theme of today, anyway. So can you give people any kind of alternative solutions to what they might be going through in New York. Certainly, if they're in an apartment building and they have no power, uh, the toilets don't work, um, stuff like that can be quite nasty. So, or, Or they can't cook, you know. So what are your thoughts on that? Well,
0: you know, It's easy always to talk about these things when you're not in, when you're affected or afflicted by these situations yourself. And thankfully, I've never been in that type of a a dire survival situation. But I am struck by the sheer determination of the people who are affected and the stories we, we hear back from the likes of New York, but equally. Bali and anywhere there has been disasters all over the world in Japan and so on you know the people come together they work together as a community they pull together to find solutions to help each other and I think that is absolutely marvelous but one of the things that does strike me about all of that is that the the desire to be of help is really a sane solution a sane response to the disaster and this is the crucial thing that i see coming out of this there is an insane response and we've seen the insane response where people go shooting each other at the at the petrol pumps for example you know or go uh, stealing each other's food in order to survive. The basic survival instinct kicks in and overrides their rational thought. And that's a sad thing. I mean, you know, we talked about our journey across the United States of America, where we're traveling from the East Coast. And it's a journey of like 2,400 miles or something. But there was a a Chinese philosopher that said that the journey of a 1,000 miles starts with a single step. And we've taken that single step. And many, many people have taken that single step. But we've taken it in a a philosophical way. The human race has actually taken this step of 26,000 years, really. This is the the enormity of the place where we're at now. We started off all these thousands of years ago. And here we are are almost at the, the point of huge change in in our physical bodies, in our mental and emotional selves, and in our spiritual selves, and the sane response to natural disasters at this point in time is to go spiritual. In my opinion, it really is to look after our our friends and our neighbors and our families because we are all that one. Now I know. I do understand that when you're at the point of starvation or if you've got hungry children or if you've got sick children back home, it's very, very difficult to keep that same attitude. But nonetheless, it is what shines. It is what keeps everything really, really uh, clear and loving when you see the response like that. And we've heard countless stories coming from after the Japanese uh, tsunami and various disasters around the world. We hear these stories on Facebook. Twitter and so on of of enormous human courage and enormous ability of the human spirit to survive and this is what we really want to say to people today by way of the encouragement don't give up now don't give up now there this human spirit is indomitable it is just a beauty to behold so Stay with us. We're moving into a new world. We're moving into a a massive time of change, and the nature of reality is changing, but we're still here, and you will still be here and come out better people for it.
1: Yes, I agree with that, and you know, like we learned many years ago that, you know, how people measure their spiritual growth, and, you know, it's usually on how you can respond to a situation. It's not that... Everything's always rosy and you never go through any sort of tragedy. Um, that's unrealistic. And a lot of people think that, though, that if they do all their spirituality correctly, if they do it all right, uh, somehow everything will always be smooth for them. And that's not really what it's about, really. If you think about your soul goes through challenges, okay, in order to uh, basically pull out of it higher virtues, Um so this is part of what can be going on in any sort of a situation like that. That it is all about uh, persevering, and you know, uh, I think I read a quote on Facebook. Somebody put a quote by Baba G on there, and Baba G was commenting, commenting on why there's always war, why things, why peace will never be achieved, and he said it's because uh, people can't get out of the me, me, me. First of all, you know they're always thinking about themselves, and second, that um I just went right out of my head the second point I had remember the second point first um, well they're not they're not willing to be small, okay, everybody wants to be big, they're not willing to be small, and certainly, c- certain situations like that when you know let's let's just take the ability to go to the bathroom in a clean spot, for example, right. Suddenly, when that's taken away, that's very humiliating for a lot of people. You know, their dignity is gone. That that cleanliness or that action of um, you know keeping clean isn't there, and certainly they can feel very, very small and very, very humble in those sorts of situations. And um, but yet, I just shared that I do remember when I went to Peru for a special trip years ago. We we were doing some uh, good work up this, on this little island. Um, We had to take a boat on Lake Titicaca and get over to the island anyway. The bathroom, we stopped at this house that prepared us a beautiful, beautiful food. But, you know, they had outhouses. They didn't have toilets. So when you went in there to relieve yourself, it was just a hole. And uh, with a piece of, of slate over it. And at the time, my knee—I had a bum knee. My knee was all wrapped up, so I actually had to stand up and um, figure out how to relieve myself. <laughs> okay. So, but all of these things I mentioned only to say that you have two ways of looking at a situation like that. You could say, "Okay, how am I going to do this?" Or you can go, "Oh my God, how you—I'm humili- going to hold it." You know, how humiliating. And yet, they all make you stronger. They—they they just. You know, you have to be able to get down into the dirt with the best of them, in order to um, be able to move through life without without um, identifying everything that happens with your own sense of identity.
0: Now we mentioned that we were on a 2400 mile journey across the United States and we likened it somewhat to our spiritual journey on the earth in terms of like 26,000 years in this particular time cycle there's been countless others of course but we mentioned about coming through Nashville and Memphis and so on and coming across that corridor what they call the music music highway is a real treat because it brings home to us not only the determination of all those particular artists who went through hardship really in their days, the likes of Loretta Lynn and Johnny Cash and um, Minnie Pearl and Tammy Wynette and so on. You know, the tough times that they went through, but their determination and their perseverance showed through. And it's very, very evident in the fact that they're now in that uh, Country Music Hall of Fame and so on, and they're members of the Grand Old Opry. But more than that, for a lot of us that weren't connected to the likes of Nashville or weren't from the United States even, we still connected to their music. We still connected to their soul song because that's what they were doing. They were singing about their, their relationships. They were singing about the difficulties they were having. They were singing about that pride of their place of, of birth or the place where they came from. Or they were singing about the, the ability of their spirit to triumph. Through difficult times, and that is the one thing that comes through to us from music of all genres, really, not just country music, of course. But this was very, very evident to us as we crossed through the state of Tennessee into Arkansas today.
1: Let me just comment on some of those famous people, because you know, on the one hand, it can be a whole lot of fun, and your certainly your imagination goes wild when you're in the Opry and you're. Taking a look at the place, which is is uh, awesome, just to be there. But as you mentioned, a lot of those people did struggle. They went through uh, drugs, alcohol, all sorts of, you know, really adverse situations, um, which would have affected their career. And we have a tendency to just think of them in terms of their their famous uh, selves and the entertainment they provide for us, but we don't really think about their day to day lives and so my point is is that every human no matter if you're very famous or you're um, a secretary in an office or you're um you know a gardener or somebody who does all sorts of you know the garbage man even you know every single person has a story to tell every single human
2: has Again,
1: you know, I think the, the problem is is when we mix up our identity with what's happening in our lives, okay, that that's the danger, I think, that people have is they're insulted if they go through something tragic or why me or I'm a spiritual person that shouldn't be happening to me or what did I do to deserve this. And the thing is you did do nothing to deserve it. This is just life, Life's full of ups and downs and um, trials and tribulations, and for us to think it's not, you know is is a little um, idealistic i think
0: one of the wonderful things that impressed me when i first met angel rose was a story she told us about when she was very young i think you were just leaving school you you could add a bit more on this but it was about the fact that you recognized that old people had wonderful stories to tell and that they were being they were being lost and they were being dismissed and they were being sidelined, really. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I thought that was a wonderful recognition. I think you were, you were talking about uh, doing a radio show, you were interviewing yeah. people. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that, because that, that there is a real recognition of the, the spirit of the human just willing to go on and survive and have wonderful stories to tell. And they need to be heard.
1: Well, it actually came through my girlfriend, who, um, my girlfriend Brenda. Who was too chicken to come on the show and tell her stories, but actually, um, she's a nurse, and she, and she was the type of nurse that went to people's homes. So she had the opportunity to deal with many elderly people, and specifically, you know, families of all types, but a lot of elderly people who could no longer get out. And she would come back and tell me the most awesome stories of those people once they started talking about their lives and the things that they went through. So at a future point, haven't done it yet, but I would like to have a series where we interview uh, elderly people and they get a chance to tell their story. Because, you know, when we were in Ireland and um, we happened to visit a little daycare for elderly, elderly people, and here they were all lined up in chairs. They were in a small little room. They were all sitting in these chairs, and aside from uh, the girl that would come in and sing songs with them, I watched them all that day we went in, Hano, and I thought, every one of them has a story, and you know, the story's going to go untold, because now they're in these homes, or these little daycare centers, uh, put away, you know, so they stay out of trouble, and they may have a relative come and get them at some point, or, uh, but for the most part, I looked at them all, and I thought, wow, what? What knowledge is contained in it? It's a generation leaving, actually, those old people. And their stories are fascinating because they're time periods that we'll never again be able to have witness to or access.
0: And the one common denominator we found with that, too, though, was that no matter where the people came from, they were all united through song, through music. Wasn't that the one thing? Everybody was able to sing along with some of those wonderful old uh, songs that united them and that made them feel comfortable and warm and fuzzy inside and at home. Yeah, that was a beautiful thing. Okay, we do have a caller on the line. Let's see if they would be willing to come on. Uh, Just bear with us now. It's area code 504. Hello, caller. Go ahead. Hey. Hi, Ah, yes, it's Chandelier. How are you, Chandelier? Can you hear us?
2: Yes, I was just listening in to get the scoop for today, for this year.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, it's good to hear from you, as always.
2: I didn't really have any questions. I was just listening in.
0: Okay, well, tell us, do you have any advice that you would give to people in terms of those that are affected by, for example, that uh, hurricane, storm, Sandy, or indeed people who are going through difficult times in their lives now that may be thinking or considering giving up. What would you say to people like that?
2: To really get quiet and go into the heart because everything's in the heart. Peace, everything you need for being here is in the heart. And it's just a matter of taking that time and loving yourself and going inward because, oh, my goodness, what a difference it makes.
1: That is excellent advice, and she's absolutely right about that because that's the other thing um, that people don't do. I don't know. They, You know, we talked before, or actually just, I don't know who you're talking to, a group of people about um, sun gazing. Remember? huh-huh. And we were talking about how easy it is to do. It takes, like, not even five minutes out of your day. But to get up and um, when the sun is rising and just look at the sun for a few few seconds. How many seconds is safe? I don't know, 60 seconds? No, not even. Not even? Seven seconds. Seven, eight seconds to start looking at the sun directly when it's rising. Okay, not after it's risen. And doing the same thing at sunset. Just that little exercise alone, if you don't do anything else, if you don't meditate, if you don't look into yourself in the way Chandeli is suggesting, you know, that will connect you right away to a huge, bigger picture. And the sun is regenerative, and you will receive that life giving essence from the sun if you just do that briefly in the morning and at night. And it can bring incredible clarity to yourself. And that connection to the heart that Chandeli is talking about. You know, that's another exercise you could do. You could just close your eyes in the middle of chaos and close your eyes, sit down, and just put your focus of attention on your heart. And you don't even have to do anything else. You don't have to bring a question or anything. You can just focus on your heart, and then it'll center you. You'll feel incredibly centered. And that's an incredible suggestion she gave, and and so simple. And people forget about it as they get, you know, caught up in their day-to-day experiences
0: well, Chandelier, we do appreciate you calling in and giving us that little bit of advice uh, for for us and for our listeners. And the other thing that we must mention about Chandelee too is the fact that she is very, very closely connected with the whales and dolphins. And of course, they're they're representative of that heart connection that she so so rightly speaks about. Can you give us something, some information, Chandelee, about the whales and the dolphins and how they may be helping us at this particular time?
2: Well, they're here helping us, um with opening and healing our hearts. There again, it's all about the heart. And it's just phenomenal that these beings are here, along with others that are helping us. And they're so loving and gentle. You know, there's no judgment. It's just pure love. Pure love, pure joy.
1: And I know Shandaly, you've been working with these dolphins for a long time now, and I know just from chatting with you and knowing you that the way you look at the world is real different than other people. So can you tell us the pros and cons of that in the sense of, you know, one way when you can look out into the field of life and look at everybody and perceive beauty and love everywhere and other people aren't doing that, it can be, it can feel pretty, um, Lonely, and I don't mean lonely in the sense of missing something, but you know, when you beat to a different drummer, sometimes things can seem a little strange. So, can you give us the pros and cons of that for you? Because I know you and I see you looking around at people, and I know that you're not seeing the same things that the rest of us are seeing.
2: Ah, uh, wow. Um, to put it in words, it's a little. Um, <laughs> I know there's been times here lately with all the changes that are going on and how I do wake up, and each day is so new and full of new opportunities. And I will have to share this with you because Mother Mary had shared it with me about when I do get lonely, because sometimes even when I have people around me, it it tends to get lonely sometimes. And a lot of us are lacking that. Uh, mother and father love that we missed out on as a child and so mother mary is asking us to uh, just call on her if you're frustrated or lonely that she'll come and rock you in her arms and give you that divine mother energy so i know that was kind of off the question but that's that's what i have been working with and then there's other times i'm just soaring is You know, no worries. When you're truly living in the moment, there are no worries. But once we step out of that, I find myself in all these other arenas of worry and, uh, you know, uh, depression or what have you. So it's really stopping and collecting yourself emotionally and know that all the help that's around us is just phenomenal, all the help that we have around us. But we have to ask. We have to ask.
0: Yes, that is that is wonderful advice, Sean Daly, and we appreciate you calling in and speaking with us. And now we we do have to remind our listeners that while we may be sounding very spiritual by saying you know we're all one and everything is rosy in the garden, really, we have to remember that there is that part of us that is human and that does get hungry. And needs light and warmth and comfort and touching and loving and so on so you know let's not let's not forget that there are multiple layers to us i guess is the way to speak and you know we need to address all of the different layers of us the physical the mental the emotional the spiritual and so on and for those people who are suffering physically and, and I don't mean just by way of um, you know being born with it with a physical impairment of any kind I mean people who have been injured or people who have been Uh, dispossessed or have difficulty because of these earth changes that we're in you know th- that's a reality that we have to address but at the same time it is comforting like what Chandelier has just said it is comforting to know that there is a higher layer of us or an aspect of us um, that that is there that says listen there really ultimately is nothing to worry about we are all one we are spiritual beings there is no death and all of that so by way of comfort do remember that possibility
1: and I just want to comment too to remind people that, you know, when you can go through uh, a tragedy, an earth change tragedy, like what's going on in New York right now, you might be asking yourself, uh, where's God in all of this? You know, or, or and I think people need to remember God isn't within. You're, you're God. You know, there's not necessarily a huge man in the sky out there, but you have God inside of you. You're, you're made, your spirit is made from God essence. That means, that you can do a lot more than you think you can do and cause a lot more positive things to occur when you get a hold of yourself and i i think that's the the kicker So you know people have to be able to stay centered and respond and use their uh the way that they reason and think to uh come up with powerful solutions and certainly the intuition will kick in in times like these and don't forget you can heal with your hands everybody is listening to this that even if you have no other resources and you you don't have to be trained in any sort of healing modality you could just sit down and put your hands over somebody and send love and even that can cause miracles
0: Well, we are winding down to the end of our program and, you know, as we mentioned, the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. Well, we started off today talking about the music highway between Nashville and Memphis, Tennessee, and what a wonderful experience we had at the Grand Ole Opry and uh, meeting, I guess, um, spiritually, the likes of Elvis Presley and Loretta Lynn, yes, and Johnny Cash and Tammy Wynette and Dolly Parton and them all, I mean that was an absolutely wonderful experience and even though as you say it was meeting them in spirit but their encouragement is there and of course their music and their music lives on and will live on and we hope that that will give you some encouragement today too because our we're bringing you a message of hope, a message of encouragement, a message of perseverance. Do do not give up now. We spoke today about all of that, the music and so on. We spoke about old people and the issue of loneliness. We had Chandelier giving us advice about going into the heart and the fact that Mother Mary will rock you in her arms in these times of difficulty. We also spoke a little bit about electricity and you know how little water we really need and just about being sensible and practical in our day-to-day affairs.
1: Yes, I just want to remind everybody, too, next week we're going to have a wonderful guest on who is an animal healer and communicator. So it would be the time, uh, I don't know if she'll be doing readings with animals on the phone, but certainly she'll be talking to us about her experiences with all kinds of animals. Her name is Edna Massey, so we're looking forward to talking to her next week.
0: Okay, so we're coming to the end of our journey uh, for today, but of course we'll be continuing on and we'll be coming to you again next week from San Diego, California. But remember to go to mysticisland.holistic.ie if you want information about our mystical tour of Ireland coming up in 2013. Remember to get hold of A Time of Change by Angel Rose at atimeofchange.info. And if you have already got it, do go to Amazon and get there. The next thing is that uh, we mentioned about the archives. We've got, oh my, so many archives of these shows we've done, many of them fascinating that we even go back and listen to ourselves over time because they have. we've had wonderful guests on over the time period. So go to angelrose.com forward slash podcasts and then go to angelrose.com forward slash news where we're putting up a little diary of how we're doing on our journey. America, and that is quite an interesting little read, as uh, chronicling our experiences as we move across the country.
1: Yes, it's an exciting adventure, Hannah. You should have seen us this morning, not being able to decide what to take. You know, whether we go up through the beautiful mountains of Albuquerque or go down through the oil fields of Texas. And believe it or not, we chose the oil fields. We had a reminder, what Hannah. Uh,
0: Well, it's like choosing the high road and the low road. And whichever road we take, we're going to take the one that leads us spiritually home. So that's our message for today. Don't give up. Be encouraged. Persevere. We love you. And we look forward to speaking to you next week. Thank you and bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. The Honest to God series with Ann Gale Rose and Ahanu.